Praise God. It's also good to have Brother Flippo in the house of the Lord with us. Amen. And finally, it's been a long time, but he finally made it. They finally moved over this direction, and uh, we're glad that, that they are here. Amen. His wife's still unpacking, and I told him, Brother, it's going to take a long time. We've been in our house a year. We still haven't unpacked, so just get ready. Amen. That's what we call storage, not packing. Praise God. Amen. But it's good to have them all the way out here uh, living in this area in, uh, in Jesus' name and praying great things on their family in Jesus' wonderful name. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15 I'm going to read this in the King James Version, and then I'm going to read it in the ESV Version to help give a little more understanding. But Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 18. Oh, I'm sorry. Sunday school for the, uh, for the kinder class. Amen. Kinder class only. Amen. Today. I know I was missing something. Amen. God bless our Sunday school kids. God bless our Sunday school teachers. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15. I'm just so excited about this, this word here today, and I'm hoping to bless somebody with it. Amen. The Bible says, amen, speaking of Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him all things were created. Everybody say all things. That are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and in invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Everybody say all things. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before. Everybody say all things. He's before all things. And by him, everybody say all things. All things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Amen. I'm going to read this in the ESV, uh, chapter 1, verse 15. He is the image of the invisible thing, uh, the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him and he is before all things i want you to notice this and in him all things everybody say all things all things hold together and he is the head of the body of the church he is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent the bible declares that he's before all things, and that in him all things hold together. Or as the King James says, that all things consist. And I want to talk to us for a few moments on this subject. God is the glue. God is the glue. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this house and ask that God would help us this afternoon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you've already moved through this house, God, that you have done great things in this building. We already feel your presence moving. And God, I'm praying that you would touch this word, that you would confirm it with signs and wonders following. God, touch us and bless us here today in your wonderful name, in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. Amen. Shake your neighbor's hand, tell him God bless you, and you may be seated. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated in the house, Lord. God is the glue. Scientists and philosophers down through the ages have searched in vain for what some call and has been notably called the theory of everything. It's one mathematical formula or uniting principle that explains all reality, reality being time, space, and matter. In our modern day, the late physicist and author Stephen Hawking sought to discover this and has written many things extensively on related subjects. Philosophers look for, and I suppose every one of us do, look for this as well. We veil this search for re all things that are explained in this formula or something that unites everything and we usually veil our comments in words like this. I'm just looking for answers. What is the meaning of life? I've got to go check it out, search for myself to figure out what this is all about. 
all of this is code for I have to find a reason to live that is beyond time and that is beyond me. Pilate would ask the question, what is truth? Because this search for truth, this search for this underlying principle, amen, will help give us all meaning in life. Philosophers, physicists, and the rest of us are all the same. We need a point of reference. We need a gravitational center of purpose that pulls all these fragments of life into a cohesive whole. We are all searching for the glue that holds everything together. If you start talking to your friends like that and say, well, i got to figure this out. I'm looking for more. I'm searching for meaning. Your friends will look at you and say, well, you, need to, you probably are searching for religion. And in some ways, religion is man's attempt to make sense of things. Although uh, we don't always find that in religion it does the best of job. In fact, sometimes in the search for meaning, religion has started wars. And religion has uh, gone about things the wrong way. Trying to, uh, instead of looking for meaning, has tried to be the meaning for everybody. And so it has created more chaos. In fact, the world that we're living in is a world of disorder and a world of chaos. It's very hard to look at the world that we live in today and make sense of everything. If we think about the news that's going on even right now in Russia, in Ukraine, and in the economy, we are striking and trying to figure out what is the meaning of all this. And we're trying to make sense of it all. Uh, but that's just the news of today. Many generations before us have come and gone, and here before long, we're all going to be coming and going. Amen. Uh, this, this generation will pass, and, and if the Lord tarries, another generation will rise up, and a little more inflation will rise up, and another war will rise up until the day that Jesus parts the clouds, and we get up out of this old world. Amen. It's not going to cease. Amen. The news and the chaos and the disorder, it's not going to stop because that's how the world is. But what do we think of when we gaze into the galaxy, when we look at the ocean? These are things that have been long alive and around a lot longer than us. What do we think of when we see the mountains? What about human life itself? What about love and other concepts? Meaning and destiny, purpose. Is there anything out there that can make sense of it all? Anything or anyone that can hold all of this whole world together? And I've come to preach to you that, yes, there is one thing and one person that can, in fact, hold everything together. And the Bible declares that by him all things are held together. I've come to preach to you about the glue whose name is Jesus. That no matter how chaotic and crazy everything is, there is one that is holding this whole world together. I think we ought to give God praise here today for that. We are serving a God here today that in him and by him all things consist. Everything that is in existence is here today because of the glue called Jesus Christ. The world that we live in is here today. The Bible says it was created by him and for him. Whether it's thrones or dominions, I want you to know whether it is America, amen, it was created and it exists by God and for God, or whether we're talking about your family, your family exists by God and for God. Whether we're talking about your business, your business, amen, is existing today because it's by God or for God. Everything consists and everything is held together and everything exists all because the glue named Jesus that holds it all together. We must never forget that because it is easy sometimes to forget that it is all, everybody say all, it is all held together by him, by his word and by his power. It is hard to remember that when we live in a world that's so chaotic and fragmented. But this chaos, I want you to know that was not God's original design. The chaos is a byproduct of sin because sin breaks Sin fragments, and sin causes and brings chaos with it. 
The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. Somebody said amen. I thank God for that. Amen. But there is, amen, somewhere along the line there's got to be an author of confusion. And sometimes the author of confusion is you and my, you and I. Amen. Sometimes the author of confusion is the adversary. Sometimes the author of confusion is sin entering into the world. The error of humanity in sin can be distilled down to this right here. Amen. Sin in its essence is willful rejection that there is a unifying and defining creator and that there is one truth. Amen. The only way to have order in chaos is to realize it all stems back from one thing. It all goes back to one person. It all goes back to this one unifying truth and this one unifying process and this one unifying person named Jesus Christ. Our world's got it all twisted. They say, well, I'm just going to speak my truth. This is my truth. But I want to help you here today. There is no personalized truth. There might be personalized perspective, but there is only one unifying truth, and his name is Jesus. Somebody ought to give God praise. Hallelujah. You can believe your truth all day, but you'll know your truth, and your truth will not make you free. But you know the truth of Jesus Christ, and that truth will make you free when you are in bondage. That truth will set you at liberty from drugs. That truth will set you at liberty from being bruised in your spirit. That truth will liberate you from bitterness. That if you know that there's one truth, if you know there's one unifying person named Jesus, it'll liberate you. Amen. You can't have your truth and my truth. You can't have your reality and my reality. Because in your truth, there's no such thing as gravity, but in the truth, gravity's existing. Amen. Don't jump off a cliff. You will fall. Amen. Because there is one unifying principle. Science is searching for it. Amen. But they refuse to call it God. Psychologists and, 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 and psychiatrists and all these people that are prescribing pills, they're trying to help people cope with this broken and fragile world, amen, and they're trying to look around uh, and they're trying to find something to give people purpose, uh, amen. You, you can't have your God and my God. It doesn't work like that. You can't have a myriad of deities. You can't have a myriad of gods, uh, amen, because the moment uh, that you have two or three or a multiplicity of gods, they no longer are God. For one has a power that the other does not. And one has an ability that the other does not. This is what's so crazy about the doctrine of the Trinity. It's not a doctrine. It's a heresy. Amen. Because the moment you start dividing God, he ceases to be God. And that's why the Bible says that by Jesus Christ, all things were made. And by him, all things consist and are held together not by them, not by they, but by him, singular, one. And if you'll ever get the revelation, all I need is Jesus, it'll be sufficient for you to bring everything into order, to bring chaos back into alignment. If you can ever get a hold of the one true God, it doesn't matter what's broken or fragmented, he'll glue it all together. Somebody ought to lift up your hands and magnify the Lord in this house. Come on, let's, let's magnify the Lord. Come on, you can't find it at your job. You can't find it in a pill. You can't find it through some, somebody on Instagram. I want to tell you the only way you're going to find freedom is by the going back to Jesus Christ. The only place you're going to find purpose is going back to the unifying principle that there's one God. Somebody lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Oh, come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him for just a moment. I feel him in this house. I feel him in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's the one holding you together. God's the one holding this whole thing together. God's the one holding this whole universe together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what idolatry in its, in its essence is. It's saying that something else is holding everything together. This is where money can become an idol. Because you think it's your money that's holding everything together. But I want to tell you, you can be broke. Everything can fall out. Your bank account could go to zero. They could hit recession in the month of July. Everything collapse, and God will still take care of you. 
Hallelujah. You can be, you can say, well, well, my, my current, uh, my diet's what's helping me out. I'm so healthy, and I want to tell you all these things are good. Don't, don't get away from things that are good. But you can think, man, I'm so healthy, and all of a sudden one day sickness hits you, and you don't know what's happening. But I want to tell you, even when you're sick, God can take care of you. Don't make the doctor God. Don't make the pill God. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor or don't take the pill. What I am telling you is remember who the source of all things is. Uh, remember where your help comes from. It doesn't come from anybody else or anything else. Praise God. Amen. If we're not careful, we'll start replacing God with other things that are not God. And when we replace God with other things that are not God, we start seeing things collapse and things fall apart. Hallelujah. When you start setting up idols like Dagon, amen, you set them up in the temple of your life. Amen. For a while there, everything seems fine. Everything seems okay until it comes in contact with the one true living God. And then when he comes in contact with the one true living God, Dagon falls on his face. His hands are over here. His hands are over there. Amen. His head's over this way. Why? Because there's only one God. There's only there's only one that holds this whole thing together. And in comparison to God, everything else collapses. Everything else falls apart. Every other idol falls. Every other God falls. Everything else disintegrates. Amen. Everything else, everything else goes chaotic and breaks apart. But when you realize there's one that holds it all together, you can put him back at the center of your life. There's so many that are blinded by this ideology today. It's not, it's not new because this was the undoing of Adam and Eve. It was another voice. I want you to notice that Adam used to walk with the voice of God. Amen. He said his voice walked in the garden. He walked with the voice of God. Amen. But in the garden, there's always competing voices. And this competing voice was the undoing of Adam and Eve. It told them another narrative other than that which God had told them. It said you can be like God, but they were already like God. Amen. They were, they were, now, uh, they were now being told, no, 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 you don't understand. You can be equal with God. You can be on the same playing field as God. You don't have to be subject to the creator. You can now be his equal. You don't have to be subject to him, but you can define your own course. You can find your own way. You can find your own truth. Uh, but I want to tell you, this was deception, uh, even at its base level. Uh, they already were like God. They already had authority with God. Uh, they already had every need supplied. Uh, they already had an identity in God. They already had hope in God. They already had everything, uh, and it was in order. Uh, in fact, the Bible calls it a paradise. It was a garden. Uh, they had it all, and it was being held together by the glue. The devil said, you don't need that peace anymore. And they took, and they said, you know what, you're right. This competing voice is right. There's, there's got to be more to this. And they, they listened to another voice, and this other competing voice caused them, amen, to eat of something they were told not to. And it's not just the eating, it's the fact that they had said, you know what, I want to be on the same level as God. And they ultimately Amen. In their spiritual side, eliminated the glue, and the world started collapsing. Didn't happen all at once. In fact, God said, in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And some people have asked the question, why didn't they drop dead right then? But we don't understand how death works. Death is not just the, the absolute or the instantaneous. Amen. Death is a process. And that's why our world, they think they're okay in their sin. But the truth is they're dying. And the Bible says the wages of sin or the payment, the paycheck at the end of the week uh, is not a 401k. The paycheck in the end of the week uh, is death itself. Uh, and just because it's not instantaneous and just because it doesn't show up right away uh, does not mean that your world's not falling apart and collapsing into chaos. It doesn't mean that you're not dying. Uh, and there's a world out there. There's some church folk in here here that are living the same way their whole internal world is collapsing and decaying and dying and they're saying I'm gonna be all right I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay you're not gonna be okay until you get God back into the equation you're not gonna be all right things will collapse things will fall apart until you get the glue back in your life and say God I need you to hold it back together I let it fall apart for far too long I need you to step back in and pull it all Oh, somebody ought to give him praise. Somebody ought to give him praise. 
Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. I can't do this without God. Devil, you're a liar. I can't do this by myself. Devil, you're a liar. I can't hold it together by myself. My family can't hold it together. I need God. Oh, somebody ought to give him praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't buy the lie of this world that you got it. I rebuke that. You can handle it. No, you can't. And that's all right. They want you to feel like you're God. That's humanism. In fact, there's churches wrapping up humanism in a Bible verse. They're trying to start to say stuff like, you can do all things. No, you can't. <laughs> you can do all things through Christ Jesus. See, that's a big difference. If you get the glue working in your life, all the things start, start coming together. Huh? Amen. I don't want to tell you, there's, there's some things you can't do huh, by yourself. Amen. The Bible says, with man, it is impossible. But when you get the glue involved, with God, nothing. Nothing shall be impossible. With God, all things are possible. What happens with you and I is we try to do it by ourselves, and it doesn't work out, and it falls apart. But when we get the glue back in there, he holds it all together. Preacher, how's it working out? I don't know. I got God involved, and he's holding it together. How you making it? I don't know, but I got God involved, and he held it together. How you get up from that lifestyle? I don't know, but I got God involved, and he held it together. I come to preach to somebody, God's the glue, and he holds it all together. God's the glue, and he holds it all together. Without Jesus, everything falls apart. The universe is a beautiful example of this. Every planet revolves around the sun in our, in our solar system. If we were to just move a little bit from the sun, anybody ever listen to Carl Sagan? The blue dot. No, Got some old folks there, praise God. If we move just a little ways, we'd get too close to the sun, and the earth would evaporate. There'd be no water, and water's a source of life, and we would all die. Everybody trying to move to, to Mars and Venus, all these crazy people. I think we ought to just make earth a little better. Praise God. You move too far away, we start to freeze. Man, I want to help us here today. You get too far away from God, you get cold. Praise God. You start getting cold, cold, cold. I met some, I've been to the first church of the Frigidaire. I've met some folks, uh, amen, that their soul's been on ice a long time. Uh, and you start worshiping God and they can't move. They're frozen. They're stiff. They're solid. Uh, they're a corpse that just hadn't died yet. Uh, I've been to other churches. Uh, they get so close to some things that God has told them to stay away from. And it starts burning them up. Uh, and they start, their flesh starts catching on fire. Amen. The church starts to reek and stink. I'll tell you what we got to do. We got to stay in alignment. Uh, we got to let God. God put everything in balance. God put everything in order. Everything's revolving and rotating just right. Why? Because God's holding it all in place. And he said, I'm not going to let you go too far that way. And I'm not going to let you go too far that way. Because you shall live and you shall not die. Because God's the glue holding it all together. God's the glue holding it all together. If we were to just go a little ways this way or a little ways this way, we would be thrown off balance and we would die. This is not by accident. God created the cosmos to reflect how our lives are to be ordered. When Jesus is the center of our decision making, when Jesus is the center of our relationships, when Jesus is the center of our purpose, when Jesus is the center of our praise, amen, when the Jesus is the center of our world, when Jesus is the center of our families, when Jesus is the center of our finances, when Jesus is the center of our church, when Jesus is allowed to be in the middle position, amen, allowed to be the glue that he is meant to be, everything else kilters and falls apart part except for where Jesus is front and center and when Jesus is there he's holding everything in its proper place amen he's holding everything not just some things the Bible declares all things he's holding all things he's holding all things because Jesus is the glue that holds this life together the word hold in this verse means to place to stand to set together, to grab onto and not let go. Every atom, every sound, every speck of dust in this universe is held together 
by Jesus Christ. Now I know we think we're all we're all smart, but did you know that we are made up of molecules and atoms, things that we cannot see? And they're they're not in a constant state. They're not stagnant. They're always moving. This is why right now I can swipe my hand through the air, but I can't swipe my hand through the wall. It's the difference of how close the molecules are together. It's the reason I, if I, I, I am that in him I, I live, I breathe, and I have my being. I am able to be here today. Amen. And there's a reason I can't hit my hand through this pulpit. It's solid, and I'm solid, but we're both made out of molecules. Amen. But I want to tell you there's something that happens that God decided for this to be solid, and so he pulls it a little closer together. Amen. And the structure gets pulled a little closer together, and it goes from, amen, just like water when it starts to freeze. It goes from being a liquid to being a solid. Amen. I want to tell you when God's in the picture, amen, God starts pulling things, amen, that maybe might have slipped through your hands. He starts pulling it back together. The plan he had for your life that starts slipping away, he says, let's make that a little more solid. And he starts bringing your purpose closer to where you are. When God gets in the picture, he glues things. When God gets in the picture, he grabs all things, things you thought were lost and gone. He says, it's not too far gone for me, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance and God pulls those things and brings them back into alignment and brings them back together. Well, God, it broke off. Well, God, it's fragmented and God reaches back in the past and says it's not too far gone for me and he pulls it back and he brings all things together and he holds all things together. Every sound, every speck of dust is held together by Jesus Christ. He is the reason that there is order and there is purpose. Scientists are looking for the purpose. They're looking for something that unifies and holds everything together. But I got a word for you. It's right here in Colossians. Jesus Christ holds it all together. Jesus is the defining reality of everything. He is the reference point of everything. He is the plumb line of truth. Amen. For my musicians out there, he's middle C. He's everything that's beautiful and good in the world. Everything that he is is in relation to who he is. He defines everything, and there's nothing that exists without him. Amen. He's the judge of all things. Amen. He's the creator of all things. Everything that is is defined in relation to who he is. His beauty defines that which is ugly. His truth defines that which is false. His holiness defines that which is sin. His wisdom defines that which is foolish. His love defines that which is hate. His judgments are the final word and the final say on everything. In him, all things are held together. It means that everything and everyone, including you and including me, is held together by Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Let's stand across the middle and lift up our hands. Come on, he's the center. He's the glue. He's the one. He's the adhesive holding everything together. He's the thing cementing your, amen, cementing you to the ground. He said, I'm the rock. Why? Because the rock don't move. Amen, it's unmovable, unshakable. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and let's magnify the Lord. Come on, let's pray. In the name of Jesus. He's holding it together. He's holding it together. He's holding it together. There are moments when we feel as if our world is falling apart. And this is often a good reminder to us that somewhere we've removed God from the equation. And God gives us a perfect picture of what this looks like in Genesis chapter 1. You don't have to go very far in the Bible to find what this looks like. In the creation story, Genesis chapter 1, he shows what we would call a deconstructed earth. All you have to do is take the Genesis 1 account and go backwards. And that's what happens without God. You see, everything we got here today, start taking it back. There goes the breath of life. Everybody drops down. Right? There goes the forming of the hand of God. Now we're just dust of the earth. 
Right? This is what happens when somebody dies. We are actually seeing the deconstruction, amen, process. Amen. This is what's going on. And, and we see what happens when we get all the way to the end. The Bible says that, that when we go all the way back to the beginning before God got involved, the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. It was empty, shapeless, dark. There was nothing. This is exactly what God wanted us to realize. That without me, Jesus put it this way, without me you can do nothing. But I'll put it to you this way. Without Jesus, you and I don't exist. There is nothing. Without God, life is pointless, unfulfilling, hopeless, empty. There's nothing. Just a bunch of fragmented pieces and disconnected hopes and dreams things that we wanted to attain but slipped right through our hands but when God becomes the glue we can read Genesis chapter 1 the right way and the Bible declares it was dark it was empty there was nothing but the Spirit of God moved I thank God for the times that he moved on my life when everything was fragmented and broken. There was nothing. It was empty. It was dark. And the Spirit of God still moved. Some people think they got to get good before they get God. I rebuke that. You can be empty, dark, and have nothing in your life, but God will still move on you. Let me help you out here today. God will still move on you while our family's just breaking apart. God will still move on you while you don't know what I did this week. God will still move on you. You don't know how dark I've been. God will still move on you. Moves on them and then speaks over them. Doesn't speak over and say, you're always going to be this way. Nope. He sees the things that are not as though they were. And in the midst of darkness, you know what God saw? If I can get into the mix of this and start gluing this thing back together, I see light. No life, no purpose, but I see animals, and I see trees, and I see water, and I see, come on, I see people in a church on a Sunday afternoon, uh, thousands of years later, with their hands in the air giving me praise. And we see God transform things. And he starts pulling things together. That's why the Bible says he spoke and said, let dry land appear. He spoke into the darkness and said, let there be light. What's happening? God's pulling all things together. Amen. God's pulling all things together. And last time I checked, there's still lights on. I got up this morning, the sun rose. Praise God. It might have been a little cloudy, a little cloudier than Nevada's used to, but amen, I looked outside and the sun rose. Why? Because when God pulled it together, he held it together. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. What is that? God can not only pull you out of the world, God can hold on to you. He can hold you together. He can hold you together. When you feel like life's falling apart, you got to call out to Jesus because even if it is falling apart, he can bring it back into alignment and he can hold it together. Even if you're falling apart through Jesus Christ, you can be held together. This is why we need the Holy Ghost. I thank God for shouting and jumping and speaking in tongues. If you've never spoken in tongues, that is the evidence that you have, in fact, received the Holy Ghost. You need to speak in tongues. Praise God. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. I think it's good. But the Holy Ghost does much more than that. Our, our lives are nothing more than a microcosm of a universe. And God will enter our mortal bodies and find things that are out of whack. This is how healing really happens. He finds things in your body that are out of whack, and he starts pulling things back into order. Come on, somebody. I believe that the Holy Ghost, the Bible says it enters your mortal body. We're not talking just about your spirit, your soul. It enters your mortal body. And when it gets in there, it starts finding the things that are out of order and out of chaos and starts bringing them into alignment. He takes all the broken pieces of your mind, your memory, your past, and he brings them back into alignment so you can see them properly. And then he holds your mind together. He takes broken people. And he starts gluing them back together. 
The Bible says he binds up or he glues the brokenhearted. God is the glue that holds every individual together. I want to say that again. God is the glue that holds you together. God is the glue that holds this preacher together. God is the glue that holds this church together. You want to know why the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church? Because we've got to glue this whole, this whole thing together. You can fight. You can attack. You can throw things at us. But when God's involved, nothing can stand against him. Your marriage is being held together. Not because you're great and maybe you have a great marriage. That's awesome. That's what we desire. But it's because God is holding everything together. Sometimes he's holding your tongue back. Praise God. He's holding kids together. Even if they're lost and undone, every time you pray, God's reaching out. The Bible says his hand is not shortened. It can still save. Your mental state in a world that's losing their mind, things that used to be called mental illness are no longer called mental illness. They're called equality. God is holding people's mental state together. Your emotions that are always up and down, left and right, in and out. When you get the Holy Ghost on the inside, God grabs a hold of each of it. says, let's bring this back into alignment. God's holding our world no matter how many trials and issues are going on, no matter any wars, no matter what the inflation happens, no matter what's going on in America or the rest of the world, God's holding our world together. Amen. Church, I want to help remind you. Amen. The Bible says he is the head of the body, his church. Amen. That in all things he might be preeminent, that in all things he might have the preeminence, that even in the church, God's holding the whole thing together. Because God is the glue. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray all across this building. Come on, let's pray in this house. There's some folks that your life is falling into chaos and into disorder. Your mind, your emotions, maybe your family, maybe situations that are outside your control are starting to collapse. But if you can get God in the middle of it all, God will start pulling it back together. Come on, God's the glue. God's the glue. You're not the glue. Your own intellect's not the glue. Your own abilities are not the glue. Amen. What you think is not the glue. Your opinion's not the glue. You need God to be the one that holds it all together. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? When you come down to this front, lift up your hands and say, God, I need you to hold things together. God, I need your help. I, I'll do my part. I'll do the best that I can. But God, I need your help. That by myself, it's impossible. Things slip out of my hands. They go out of my control. I lose my grip. I can't cement things down. Things start going chaotic again. But God, if I get you in my, in my life working, you can hold all things together come on mama come on dad come on husband come on wife come on saint of god god hold me together hold this whole thing together take my heart lord will you take my heart as i surrender come on god's the glue God's the glue. Give him, give him both pieces, and he'll put it together. Give him all pieces, and he'll put it together. Give him all to God, and watch him make a work out of it.
somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. You can't hold it all together, but God can. Let's lift up our hands all across this building and love him. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and let's worship him. Come on, he's got all things in his hands. He's got all things in his control. Jesus said all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. It's in my hand. 
You may not be able to do it by your hand or by your power, but if you put it in God's hands, he can put it back together. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's love him. Come on, let's love him all across this building in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, in him all things hold together. I want to help somebody here today. It's not just saying that God's got his... He's got his grip on two things, and he's bringing them together. Once you notice how it flips in that verse. That in him, all things hold together. Which means, if anything you can, if it were possible to take outside of him, it would not hold together. And the things, because God respects you and I as individuals with free choice and free will that he gave to us. If we choose, Brother Johnson, not to give it to God and to put it in him, like a good father of the prodigal son, he'll just, he'll just let you spend it. He'll let you waste it. He'll let it all break apart. Not because he doesn't love you. In fact, he loves you so much he's going to let you have the choice, Brother Kevin. He's going to let you. But when you recognize things are falling apart, oh, my goodness, i got to get this in him. That's why going to prayer is so important. Because you can say, God, I, I tried this by myself, but it's not working. And you put it back in him. And not some things, not a couple things. All things in him are held together. That's why we preach so vehemently that you must be baptized in Jesus' name. Because that's how you get in him. Buried with him through baptism. You gotta be in Christ. You gotta be in Christ. Because no matter how broken and busted you are, if you can get in him, all things are held together. All things are held together. All people are held together. What do you got today that's in your hands? What do you got today that's in your control and your power? I admonish you today to get it back in him through prayer. Lift up your hands one more time as we pray. Father, we love you. We thank you today. We give you praise, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. There's a lot of things in this world that are chaotic and fragmented and broken and out of my control, God. But I know, Lord, if I can take that worry and take that care, God, and you said, amen, be stressed out, be anxious, be worried for nothing, but in all things, uh, by prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God. I believe that, God, we can take all of our worries, all of our cares, all of our anxiety, everything that we've got, God, uh, that is outside of you, and we can put it in you. And, Lord, you're going to hold all things together, God. We take you at your word. Uh, we take you at your word uh, that you hold all things together. 
together. We thank you, Lord, that you're the glue, uh, amen, that holds everything together. Uh, that includes me. That includes my family. That includes this church. That includes everything we take to you in prayer. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. Go put it in him in Jesus' name. God bless you.